What is going on, you guys? It is the Shy Town Bucks. I am very excited to be here today. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it over right off the bat. There's two of us today, so we have Kevin on the other side. What's going on, Kevin? Not much, man. Just got back from some Christmas activities over this weekend. Um, just trying to keep it light. I chased a bunch of kids around a basement last night. That was pretty sick. Like a pitch black basement playing Ghost in the Graveyard or something. Wait. I almost ran my I ran right into a pole, but besides that, I'm doing fine. I was like the only one drinking, so that could have went was, so many ways, man. It started oh. to sound kind of creepy. You went with like chase <laughs> yeah. kids in a basement, and then you went to the. It was dark, and then when you said the the pole thing, I was like, okay, you're just you're yeah. not a fucking creep. Yeah, not not a creep. Not a creep. <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. Just just playing games like I'm ten years old again. So dude, nothing better. It was fun though. That does sound fun. That does sound. And fun. then I, I, I treated all the girlfriends, uh, aunts to. Uh, they never had like. I've been drinking screwball with, uh, with eggnog lately, and they're all like eating it up. It's so. Yeah, I know. You think whiskey doesn't go well in eggnog, but that stuff's so sweet. It goes so well. I'm not kidding. It sounds horrible. It's good. It's real good, man. Also, next I'll, year, I believe you. Yeah, next year you can make me one. And ship it here from Denver. Okay. Deal. Just, well, just put no. it straight up. Just like put it in a cup with like a really like plastic top. So, you know, it'll break and throw it in the box. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. So just, just Tupperware. Well, we'll see. Maybe I'm back in Chicago next Christmas. Probably not. We'll see. Maybe. We'll, see. well I had a good Christmas too, man. The kid is the, the older one is, is getting close to two years old. So it was a little bit more fun this year. He had like, like spurts of interest in the presence and then spurts of like, leave me alone. I'm going to go like in the other room while we open this presence for him. So nothing like, you know, going all that's out weird. for your kid and then having a kid that's just like, stop. Eh, yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the presence, like, man. I feel like he's the kid that would love just playing with the wrapping paper for a while. Yeah. I mean the box of wrapping paper, forget the toy. Yeah. No, totally. Kids like boxes. Kids are cats. I've learned that. We bought a couple like, like we bought like a big like plastic like tunnel thing for him, and there's that, the same that's thing a for pet cats. Toy. Yeah, that's a just, ca- I think yeah. we got that for our but, cat this but year. Yeah. Pro tip for all the new parents out there: just buy cat toys for your kid because they they sell them for less money to to cats. <laughs> like there's like an upcharge Catnip? for kids. It's like getting married. Like you pay extra um... for a wedding versus a party. You pay extra for the kid shit versus the pet shit. It's probably more toxic, but. Dude, we spent so much goddamn money on our pets. Like this is my first Christmas that I had with my dog. This is like a third Christmas with her. I've always been back in Chicago. So dude, we did full like unboxing with everything. We had the girlfriend's family's two dogs and then Miko and then Breckenridge, the cat. They were just in a circle, just opening up toys. There were so many toys, like easily like $150 worth of just pet shit outrageous yeah i they, don't know they loved it but i didn't get anything from my dogs or cat jackass well once you have kids they're just yeah you think you love your animals until you have kids and you're like they're just a nuisance i i call mine my baby girl She's, i know you do i think she um they're my kids now so i'm not having kids until i'm 40 if i'm in fact not infertile so or is it fertile? Yeah, infertile. Yeah. If you are infertile, you will not have kids. Okay. 
So 50% likelihood of that. That's nothing like that. 50, 50 shot. That's depressing. Let's, you know what, no, we're going to do, let's stay on the depressing topic. So I obviously there's a few topics we have to talk about here. Kevin, Kevin, Kirby doc. So devastating. Um, a, a super innocent play in the world juniors skating across center ice. Um, I don't even know if I want to say he goes to check. He goes to disrupt a play hands kind of stuck in an awkward position, holding his stick. Can't get it loose enough before he bumps. And, uh, obviously his wrist is put into an, in an awkward, unfortunate position. It, it looks like a, a break, a, a fracture, it, a break. Uh, it, it looks like everything. It looks I've not good. the picture. Yeah, yeah it's just completely not where it's supposed to be. I, I don't know, man. All I know is it's looking like I'm hearing long-term injury. That's for what, sure. So, yeah, it's, it's still unknown in terms of the length. Um, I, I mean, I guess the, the first question would be, do you think it's season-ending? I don't think it's season-ending. I just think it's going to kill the next three months of his hockey learning process and how long is this season going to be you think did they it's going well, to we know it, it, it goes, goes until, until may right it goes till late may i think or yeah may, may may 8th would be the end of the season oh, may. okay so that gives us five just under five months so you say three i think he's coming That's back in solid at first i'm like oh he's gonna come back in february and then when news started to leak out and then i saw the picture i was like that's looking like a march type comeback dude yeah when i saw the video like i knew he he heard it but as like the, the way, you know, he took his glove off. You knew he's actually hurt. It's not just like he jammed it. But I thought like, you know, we're looking at like three yeah, to six weeks. Yeah. But that fucking picture. Oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. I'm, dude, I'm gutted from. I was I fighting people left and right online for this shit. Kirby has said for like the last year he's wanted to play in this tournament. Like yeah. he's earned every right to play for his country and wear that C on his chest. Like that's. Yeah, let's let's make ourselves really clear here. We are. Fully supportive of both Kirby and the Blackhawks. Okay. If you want to even put the Blackhawks into this for allowing him, letting him, agreeing with him to play in this tournament. He 100% earned. He's a kid. He This means more than anything to him right now. It's good practice. He got to put a fucking C on his jersey. Do you know how much that means? Not only for Canada, him, but for the Blackhawks yeah. organization, for him to come back and have that experience as a leader. Are you kidding me? There, it's unbelievable. Uh, no regret in the decision that they made for all. No, all and especially for a season with no preseason games. Yeah, get some hockey under his belt. Let, let, let him get going. Like the skates under his his uh, his legs going, and then um, and people are even using the excuse of uh, I can never say his name in New York. Lafreniere. Uh, I don't know how to say Lafreniere. It. Yeah, Lafreniere the, the, and Jack Hughes and everything like that. Capo Caco, Capo Caco, and but they all got to play in the tournament. They had that experience. They they this was a player decision on what's best for your career and for your upcoming season. And I think it, this was the good move for his career. And it, it fired back on him for sure. But those things okay, happen. But, it's hockey. It's a contact sport. Shit happens. Yeah, no, no. I, I don't think saying even fired back on him is the right thing to say because like his decision to play did not lead like you can't yeah. say because he played, he got injured. No, like he went and played and unfortunately got injured. Like that, that is going to happen at times. And um, you know, that could happen in game one yeah. against Tampa. Like it doesn't mean that he shouldn't have played. Um, I did see Canada is still going to keep him as the captain. 
mm-hmm. which is which is cool. I, I really appreciate seeing that. I like to see a team do something like that. So they're still going to have two other guys wear a C all switching and alternating between the two of them, but their official captain will remain Kirby Doc, um, which is cool. I mean, the kid deserves it. And it's obviously devastating for the Blackhawks organization right now to, I don't know, we don't know how long it's going to be, but even if it's a month, that sucks in, in less than a five-month season. He was he was what we were looking forward to seeing this year. Besides Kane, it was Kane and Doc and what guys in the back end like Boquist and Mitchell can do and like just their next steps in their career. It hurts, but there, it does what hurt. What can you man. do? There what was nothing I was more I'm, excited about than Kirby Doc hockey this year. Oh, yeah. I, felt, that, I feel like leave, leaving last year, there's just so much – so much light coming our way because of him. We talked about it with Gizmo on too. Like mm-hmm. besides like I might be more excited to watch Doc than Kane this year. Yeah. I've seen Kane. Kane's yeah. gonna do magical things, but I want to see like Doc figure it out this year. Like and Doc does some stuff we don't really have on the Hawks because he's a big boy. He's a know? big boy. Yeah. So he's that power forward that actually hasn't really got there yet. He's still like silky and he's creative. So yeah, I was really looking forward to seeing what he, what he had in store for us, but just delighted for him. That, that picture of him on Boquist's uh, Instagram, just chilling on the couch playing video games with with this foot cover. Yeah. Yeah. Devastating. Yeah. I agree. So doc was the confident number two center leading into the season. You would agree with that, right? He's he's leaning into become he's leaning into becoming the number one center as Taves begins to regress. I mean, Taves is always going to be Taves, but you know, at 32, three seasons out, he's a number two center, probably. I want to talk about I want to mention this. I feel awkward every time I see on Twitter going and they're like, Oh, the next captain of the Chicago Blackhawks, Kirby Mm -hmm. Doc. I'm not saying captain. I'm not saying captain. I know, I know. I'm just saying number one center. It kind of like irks me a little bit because I feel like people don't give Taves enough respect. What what is better than Jonathan Taves running your number two line? How fucking good is that though? Think about it. Not wrong. That sounds real good. That sounds really good. I'm just saying you 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 eventually he doesn't need to be the number one center to be a captain. That's for sure. Correct. I think he remains captain until until we bury him <laughs> yeah, right. great because he's going to be he's captain. Yeah. He's captain. But um, either way, what I was basically saying is like losing Kirby doc is devastating. A number two center or a number one center are crucial parts to a hockey team, especially a hockey team like this that are going to be clawing at any win they can get. Um, even though I do think they'll have a, a good amount of wins this year, I think they're going to do just fine. This hurts. This is going to be really hard for the team. So I want to segue because the Hawks made a move that I believe is tied to this injury. Um, that might be naive of me to think it, but the Hawks went out and got um, Carl Sodenberg, Soderberg, 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 Soderberg. Um, yesterday, or was it today? Today, yeah, it's today. been a long day. Long day. It has been a long day. So this is Saturday. Is this Saturday? Dude, long weekend. It is Saturday. It's the first Sunday of two Sundays this weekend. That's how I feel. Um, well, NFL was on, so it felt like it. Yeah. It did. So do you agree? You think they got him because of this injury or do you think this was in the work? I mean, it had to be in the works before, right? I think it's a two-parter. One, we haven't signed Strom or it's a three-parter. One, we haven't signed Strom. Two, Doc is out. And then three, 
due to taxi squads, I think every NHL team is going to have either five or six centers needing to be on the roster. Just think of the long road trips you're going to have. Think of that, the quarantine you're going to have to have players with if they're not in taxi squads. You obviously need a bolstered taxi squad, let alone injuries there to arise. you got to have more centers under your belt than anything. Yeah, but this still keeps us. We're still really low on centers, right? We've I got, know. Well, now we are. because well, we without Doc, yeah. Doc and Taves were the solid. You've got your one-two. I, I mean, we still got should camp. be our three. We still got camp. I, he, he's a fucking workhorse. I love him so That's much. That's true. We picked up Walmart. He's a center. Yeah, yep. I mean, we technically have like four. We technically had five centers before the season started, but now with Strome not signed and Doc injured, I mean, this fills the voids. But are we gonna sign Dylan Strome? Kind of have to, right? He's not gonna like his paycheck. I'm telling you that. I mean, I I don't like letting go of Dylan Strome. But I've just not been excited about him. I want, I want to, I fuck, dude. I want to be excited off for year. him so bad. Get off year. I know. I want to be excited for him too. Get off year. Um, Why though? Like what? I, I don't see what went wrong besides just like he's just not doing what we what we expected of him. Because you you signed Dylan Strom. He's he's your number two center, right? So be, yeah. falls to your three then. Is he I mean, a number two center see, on this team? I'm a guy you never want. If you have assets on your books, you make sure you, whatever you do, trade them, do whatever you can. You never let that walk off your books. You want to keep value in house. You need value back for them. By no means. I mean, if he gets signed by another team this season, yeah, they get draft picks back. I don't think that's going to happen. No one's shelling out bucks for things they can't afford. Yeah. I, I think we're just going to, we're going to sign them probably in the next like two to three weeks and it's not going to look pretty on our end or his end, but I'm hoping for the best man. That's all we can do. I'm hoping he just regressed for a season. I, I mean, I hope so too. I, like in my personal opinion, if you, if you get, if, if we sign Strom, Kirby Doc's back, hopefully sooner than later, you're looking at Taves number one, Doc number two, Strom number three, and I guess Soderberg number four. That's four solid center. Like they're putting Soderberg as a fourth line center. I don't actually know what line he was playing Dude. on last year in Arizona, but like he's not a fourth line center. He's better than that. I know he's getting he, old, but dude, I know. I didn't know he's 35. I thought he was 34 still, but dude, I loved his game. I used to watch him play all the time with the abs. He's unreal. He is unreal. Yeah. But he is about to get to that point where he's a little too old for the league. Uh, this is a this is a one year signing for him for sure. For sure, he's for sure. Just not, and I it's kind of justified for people to say like, like Stan, like you said, you're going through a youth movement. Like, what's with this? I, it, this is solely because how weird the season's about to be with carrying taxi squads and then the schedule. That this is a purely we need guys to fill holes and we need we could always use more veterans in the lineup. He's a great player, man. I sometimes you can't really shit on any organization making a move like that and bringing in a guy like him. And I, I um, go for it. I, <laughs> You're like fuck it, <laughs> dude. Fuck, I'm I'm like very conflicted by this because the the logic you have is spot on. You know, you have 
a rookie squad, not a rookie squad. I'm sorry. You want to have a young youth movement. You want to rebuild around that youth all for it. You need veterans to help rebuild. Like you need that. That's a fact. But like, let's be honest, the Hawks have enough veterans. So like that's, that cannot be the argument for getting him. So I do think it is a little bit of a weird move. Like it almost makes you think like more about the Strom move. Like, are they actually just anticipating letting him walk, which would make no sense to me, but I just don't see a lot of experience on our bottom six. Do you need experience on your bottom six though? Like, does that matter? Does it matter where the experience is? Isn't the experience more about like in the locker room, in the practice? Dude, I think this year is going to be so weird. And we're putting guys in the lineup who've never played in the show before. Guys are going to be given other opportunities that they haven't had before. I don't know. I I think this is going to be a weird year, man. And who knows what's going to come about, but it's never a bad idea just to have extra stock in the extra people in the stable just to go to, especially centers. Yeah, no, that's fair. Well, before we jump to the next like Hawks talk here, what do you think? What do you think the first line, second line, let's start with those two lines. What do you think they're going to look like offensively? Because I think there's like some pretty unique routes you could go. And I think Kirby doc being out changes it up. Um, for the sake of debate, let's assume Strom is going to stay. Okay. To keep things simple here. Okay. Um, you want to take it first? I'm thinking the first line is Debrinkat, Taves, Kubalik. I'm actually exactly aligned with you. And I think that's like a, a really solid first line that also allows for there still to be strength below. It doesn't like overdo it too much. <laughs> I mean, with this team. It's not going to be great as you move down the line either way. Yeah. So then I think second line, I want to know if you agree with this. I think you've got, um, you've got Strom. I think you've got Kane and this third spot is the toughest one, but I, I honestly want to see Carpenter. I want to see Carpy. Dude. I no, I love him, man. Right. Like I, I I, don't I think he's. That. I think he's more effective with uh, Camp on the third line. But dude, I like him. He, dude, he will do everything you ask. He or, will skate people through a wall. He'll do anything. Or the other one that probably makes more sense. But I also like the reason I didn't do this is because I want to see him on the third line to keep the depth on a team that doesn't feel like it has a lot of depth. But I think a really fucking fun line would be um, Strom, Kane, Perry. Dude, that was good. literally. I was looking at Perry right now. Doesn't that line excite you? Before that's, you said Carpenter, I, that's what I want to say. Dude, that's, no, that that really excites me. I love Brandon Perry. I we were talking about that before we this. Were, but we were, dude. We're I love big him. Brandon Perry fans. The guy, the guy is a workhorse. Um, Since he, he left the Hawks, he dude, stepped yeah. up his game significantly. And I feel like that's the type of second line that you get more excited about than the first line. Like that's always good. That's always good to see on a, on a team. No, you're not wrong. I I would love those first two lines. Yeah, I would be really excited about that. Where it gets ugly, though, is as you get to like the fourth line, it could get pretty ugly. With Doc in the lineup, it helps keep it less ugly. But like Mm -hmm. as you move to the third line, you've probably got Soderberg, which is great. But then like the pieces are on that. So say Perry plays second line, then you've got Carpenter and Camp, which is still not bad. But like there's going to be some teams we play this year close to 10 it's, times that are going to walk all over a third line. Like yeah, that. no, it's not like you're playing Tampa or Vegas where they just have depth on depth, but yeah. you're going to like what those guys do. Yeah. They definitely play to a higher ability than what most teams give them credit for. 
let alone our own organization, I feel like. Dude, like when you look at this team, and maybe this is just occurring to me as as we speak, but like you bring back Kirby Doc, you bring back Alex Nylander, you bring back Andrew Shaw, which we assume actually will happen, but it's not official yet. Mm-hmm. And you plug them into these lines, like, I mean, maybe I'm just biased, which I am. That's like, that puts together, like you have room for four solid lines. Like what we just went through at one, two is strong. Having the opportunity to fit Nylander, Shaw, um, David Camp, Carl Soderberg, Carpenter in your bottom six. I mean, I, Shaw in your bottom six is always good. No, absolutely. Nylander, yeah. Nylander is Nylander. So, you know, it's going to depend on the night, but like yeah. he can make some dangerous situations happen if he's playing bottom six. No, I was about to say that's right. It's or much, he could be yeah. pushed up to the top six to allow more depth in the bottom six. Yeah. But I, I was thinking about this today, the running gun Hawks. I, like I was telling you earlier this week, I wasn't doing anything. So I was just watching old highlights. I got back to like 2018 uh, highlights, but I was watching even the old Stanley Cup clips and just like full video breakdowns or highlights of games. What the Hawks did, their plan of attack was to just attack nonstop. Like turnover central, neutral zone, everyone up. Defensemen coming up ice. We're skating down low if they need to. The, if you, the puck's in our zone, you're going to have a couple guys attack them, but everything is just four check, four check, four check, force turnovers. That Hawks style play has been dead for a while, but with everything we just went through of who we signed, Yanamark, Walmart, and um, Soderberg, that play is dead. Until our defensemen get established, until we have an established number one goalie, we're trying to play two way hockey to at least alleviate some pressure on the back end. Yeah. I mean, the goal is going to be to keep the puck out of our zone. Like, I know that's an obvious statement, but this is a team that is going to have to. You win games by possessing the puck in the zone through and through. If you, we haven't seen if that you in had, three years. No, we haven't. And I honestly, like, sadly don't expect to see that. But, like, that's the way we win games because if the puck is kept in our zone, um, I hope I'm pleasantly surprised, but I don't expect huge things from this goaltending squad that we have, um, sadly. I think that that's like a choice that we had to make as a franchise, which, which I'm all in on at this point. We've talked about this. Like we're, we're in, we're, yeah, we're, we're done, ready we're to done with the bullshit the we're in. Um, we didn't want to see what happened happen, but that doesn't mean that it was the the wrong decision. You, we can take some lessons in the last dynasty, the, the dynasty and push that forward. Like I know I always love uh, Q's like idea of the best defense. The best defense is having the puck furthest away from your net as possible. Yeah. That means you keep that puck down in the offensive zone. You work, you grind, you get it back, and you put it right back on net again. And as long as it's not in our zone, that's how you win hockey. And yeah. that's still applied today. Look at the best teams in the show. They're all that same way. Yeah. So I want to actually talk a little bit about defense before we um keep moving on. I want to keep this moving. So – Cuckoo. Um, yeah, so Cuckoo. So I, I actually have a question for you, Kevin. Like, it sucks to lose him, right? You I love Cuckoo. We yeah. all love Cuckoo. Um, was there a spot for Cuckoo left on this roster? And what was that spot if there was? Uh, in, the to- in the top six. Like, or in the six defensemen. There's not a top six. There is six. He's a, bo- he's a good bottom pair guy. Okay, but here's the deal. Like, you've got Keith Murphy... Or no. Yeah. We'll yeah. Go, no, no, we'll go. 
Murphy might be number one right now. We'll go, we'll go Keith, whatever. Keith Murphy, you've got Dehan and um, Seabrook, and you've got Zadorov and, and Volquist. And that's not naming Ian Mitchell. And that's not naming Ian Mitchell. So the basic decision you would have had there is Cuckoo over Boquist. However, if this team is in rebuilding, Boquist is somebody that we've put a lot of a lot of effort into at this point. And we've seen, you know, Boquist is a great puck moving defenseman. He's great on the power play. He might not be all that we hoped for, but at this point, he might become that. Would you have put Cuckoo in for someone on that? I I, 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 was, I know what you're saying, and you're not I was, wrong. I was gutted when I saw that, that he went to the no, left. Me too. Gutted. I, I relatively I, I was, feel bad how much we would shit on him like two years ago. Like he, yeah, no, we shit every, on the whole Hawks organization. No. We were just, we became those guys and we've gotten yeah. out of that. But like, I was gutted. And then I kind of took a step back and I was like, honestly, man, like what? So that means that the Zadorov move was wasteful? No. That means Dehan, Murphy, Seabrook, or Keith are not going to play? No. And that means Boquist is not going to play? No. Like at this point, you need to make a decision. Boquist is in or he's out. And, and the decision is for him to be in. Oh, so, he's in. Yeah. You got to so, play him. I forgot so, we have Anton Lindholm too. Yeah, dude, we do. And I mean, yeah, he's just like there if we need him. <laughs> yeah, no, we're in, like I said, with the way this season's going to play out, this is going to be a weird year where you could use eight defensemen, and that's not so bad. Yeah. No, I mean, I, that's all I'm saying. Like, I, I was gutted by this, and, and I think we were better because of him, but I don't know that that means we needed him. I don't you know, see what the play would have been to fight for him at this point. Statistically, he was one of our better defensemen. That's for sure. But at this point, you're so right. At this point, it, he's not going to be a part of this club moving forward in two years or three years. So I understand he's kind of a moving piece right now. Yeah. It's it's a sad loss, but it's a, it's one that I won't lose sleep over. Yeah, dude. I mean, me neither. Like, I still feel bad about this move. I still like, like just talking about this puts like a small pit in my stomach. Cause I feel like I'm supposed to feel bad, but the more I think about it, I don't know that I should. Um, he's, he's that girlfriend. <laughs> he's that girlfriend, you know, who's going to end up finding the, like the guy, you know, he's going to find the, the, the breakup. Yeah. That's the, that's the, he's okay. The happy breakup. Like, I'm happy for you. This is like a rom-com. We had our time. We had our time. Yeah. This is a rom-com. And like in the beginning, the breakup happens. You're like, it's okay. It's a rom-com. It'll get better. Forever. Maybe he'll come back to us. Maybe maybe we're to meant to be. We just got to wait. Sad. He'll come yeah. back. He'll leave. He'll come back. He'll leave. He'll come back. He'll leave. He'll come back. Hey, Perry came back. Look at us. We're happy as a clam. Happy as, happy as a clam. The new slogan for the Chi-Town Bucks. Sponsored I do by say clams. that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard you say that. Dude, honestly, this is crazy, but I have not felt excited about this squad until just now as we've been talking about it. Like, tell me, am I missing something? Am I so fucking naive and and such a Hawks fan that I'm just blind by this? But like, you're telling think- me Taves, Taves, Kubalik, Debrinkat sh- should be Kirby Doc, um, Brandon Perry, Patrick Kane, Third line, Dylan Strom, 
Andrew Shaw, David Camp, fourth line, Carl Soderberg. Uh, who else do we have left? What am I not thinking of? I haven't even thrown in Nylander. Well, like, uh, this is like not a bad – I don't know if I'm crazy, but this feels like not a bad team. Okay, so as you're reading that off, I couldn't help but think this is a better squad than we had in 2018, 2019. And that was a fun club, man. Fun club. This is a, this team still has the same firepower that offensive team had. It just has more two-way hockey. But it, we definitely have a better lineup than we, we've seen. And, but I think it's also due to the fact that we're just desperate for hockey. And we also want to just start – we switched our mindset and stopped bitching about the Hawks every 10 seconds. So, like, actually wanting to look forward to the progress of the Hawks. We definitely swapped that mindset. We're at yeah. the uh, yeah. what, there's a couple stages of like grief, right? Or <laughs> we're in acceptance. Yeah, we're at acceptance now. <laughs> like, and uh, and after acceptance comes fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think we're just happy, dude, with COVID and only having like three months of hockey or two and a half months of hockey, and then another month and a half of hockey. I think we're just ready to watch Blackhawk hockey again. We need dude, we need it. Yeah. We're just degenerates. I agree, man. I honestly, man, I'm I'm all for it. I agree. I, I feel excited, and I hope everyone else does. And, because and my expectations are low, which, so low, which means that I'm going to be happy. <laughs> Dude, I can't get when hurt. You, <laughs> when you start your season playing Tampa twice, it should be relatively low because I feel like we're going to be just feeling real down in the dumps after. Um, I feel like they're going to be a sack of shit, though. I feel like they're not going to be prepared for the season at all. You're talking about Tampa. Yeah. Why do you feel that? Wait, what? Because let's talk. I, let, yeah, because I think they had a long summer of hockey and Kucherov gone, Dude. and then being cup drunk. I feel Dude. like game one is going to be a wake up game for them. I know they can. Just, that's a club that can basically Have you watched sleep them play? in. <laughs> that team can sleep in and then take another nap and wake up 15 minutes before the game and blow us out. Yeah, but I feel like this is a classic uh, mousetrap game. I just talked about how excited I am for the Blackhawks roster, but I want to remind you, Kevin, that that skill matters, and Tampa Bay is very skilled. If the Blackhawks are a plus, maybe they might be a plus two and a half. But if there's anywhere around that range, I'm gambling on the Blackhawks. They're not going to be a plus two and a half. I promise you that. Plus two and a half does not happen. They will plus three. Their puck line is plus one and a half. They will never do plus two and a half. No. I mean, with Tampa and the Hawks, I don't they'll know, do man. They'll do plus two and a half for Detroit against Tampa. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it'll be plus two. But I'm I'm betting the house on the Blackhawks January 13th. No, you know what? You have our word, listeners. We're betting the money line. Both games, 13th and 15th of January, Blackhawks versus Tampa. We're betting the money line. I mean, I'm if down. they win one, we probably walk out positive. That's all I need. Venmo us. We'll That'd be Venmo. awesome. That'd be cool. We could do this as like a group. We won't share the money, but like support us, you know. See, it's funny because the most fun I've ever had gambling was with me and you working as a team. Oh, yeah. Nothing like sharing a betting account. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, man, you just put 15 bucks on that? Like, dude. And yeah, sometimes it'd pay off, man. But yeah, yeah, no, we had some, yeah, we, that was a fun time. We, we should get back into that. We should. Well, we will for the hockey season. Yeah. It's been hard. No hockey. I mean, it's hard. And this first month is going to be such a crapshoot. You either win all your money or lose it all, which is how it always works. But why don't we, you know what? Why don't we walk away from the Blackhawks a little bit? You in on that? 
Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm going to let you pick the first topic. I mean, there's been a lot going on in the NHL outside of the Chicago Blackhawks, both within teams and just within the league. Anything in particular you want to chat about? Well, the gambling had me thinking about that rule change with the offsides. Yeah. I think we should talk about that. You think we should just go over city on, I feel like there's going to be like 22 more goals extra on each, each game, just because now the offs, now the offsides line, basically your skate doesn't have to be in contact. Your body part just has to be above the blue line now. Yeah. So super to be super clear. Yeah. To be on side, you had to have a piece of your body, typically the skate, because that's what's on the ice. You could get weird and, you know, put your hand on the ice, but on the ice, on the blue line before the puck enters or yeah. Um, or after the puck enters, it has to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, they've now changed it where you can hover the blue line basically. So you don't have to be in contact anymore. And this goes back to like all of these replays that took away goals where you couldn't tell was the skate on the ice or did it let go of the ice. And then they'd officially be able to say, you know what? His skate was no longer touching the ice. It was hovering the blue line due to that he's offsides. So I think before we even talk about your nonsense of one to two more goals a game, do you agree? Do you like this change? Um, I would have preferred the skate's still on the ice, but as long as it touches uh, any part of the blue line, you're good. Like, increase the zone so by the, blue, the line. blue line and then picked up. So, as long as you're. What am I, I trying understand. to say here? Yeah, I don't understand. What am I trying to say here? So, as if your skate is touching the blue line, not over, you're good. Like, if that makes any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so, it used to be that you had to be in contact with it. And now yes. it's just hovering is okay or in contact is still okay, obviously. What are you saying? I don't even know what I'm saying. All right, I'll tell you what I think. I actually, <laughs> hate, I fucking hate it, dude. And I feel bad saying this. I, I feel like there's been a lot of offense recently, like a ton of offense. Yeah, and- I mean, this is, they've been leaning towards being an offensive league, which I support. That's what every league is doing. I mean, that's what people want. Um, But like, why the skate should have to be on the ice, dude. Like it doesn't seem necessary. It doesn't seem like a rule change that was necessary. And maybe I'm missing something and maybe the players wanted this, but it almost feels like something the players wouldn't even want. The the players wanted offsides reviews taken away. Correct. That's what the point dude. Okay. But wait, take a step back here. Yeah. Offsides reviews have gone a little bit off the wall where, you know, we're 30 seconds into the zone. They look back. And because of the way they entered, it's no goal. I think there's a solution to fix that. You know, once they've entered the zone, if you didn't blow the whistle and it wasn't taken right off of the, you know, if he, if you skate in and take a shot, review the offsides. If you skate in and pass it more than once, it's too late. The play's moved on. It has nothing to do with the offsides. But like, I don't know. Shouldn't your skate be on the ice? Isn't that like, does this just seem like a stretch of like, a rule change where the, the NHL should just been like, no tough shit. You, I you feel like I was like, this I feel is like how I the sport still, works. I feel like I'd be dragging my skate still. Yeah. Number and one, just, it's going to be super weird to mentally, not be dragging your skate. Yeah, like, yeah. Their skates always dragging. I think the thing is like, as they're trying to stretch back, sometimes that comes up a little, but like too bad you're, you, you couldn't hold the line. And I've seen several reviews this year where the skate obviously isn't touching the ice and they still call it 
it's onside. They, they couldn't but tell, I think. A for like, sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it was I, obvious to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you work for the NHL officiating. Yeah. Dude, I, I just think like, it just seems like a little bit of like a silly change. No one was expecting it or really no. advocating for it. I never heard of anyone really wanting this. <sighs> we've had super heated debates that we've probably seen on Twitter or on like broadcast where it's like, his skate wasn't touching the ice, but it was clearly behind the blue line. Okay. Like, yeah. He should be good. But I think the simple argument every time back to whoever's saying that is correct. It wasn't touching the blue line. Like that's the end of the discussion. Like hockey has been played that way forever. It's Couldn't gotten just... more speedy and fast where now they're dragging a leg. Like you didn't see people dragging their legs in the eighties, at least from my understanding. Also, like, they're, every time they show their review, there's a weird camera angle. Just why don't they just put a camera in the boards? That's flat. Yeah, that's like literally two, maybe two inches off the ice. It yeah. can like HD quality. Dude, and you can just yeah, it's basically 2016. I'm just kidding. It's 2021. Put a, put fucking, a man on the moon. You put a man many on the moon. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we put a man. We have a space force, Kevin, and we can't figure out if someone's foot is on the ice. Wait, did you hear their their the troops name? Yeah, that's pretty sick, man. Sick. It makes you think Seattle should they're, have been the Guardians. They're Guardians of the Galaxy now. Dude, if you tell me that's not what inspired it, you're wrong. It has to be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's a good space movie? <laughs> Sorry, that's not that much of it. It's like a space movie, but it's kind of like a stretch. And like, no, no, no. Guardians. There's gonna be a statue of uh Chris Pratt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> on campus. But I want the fat Chris Pratt. I know. Just take. Maybe yeah. you do a fat and skinny. Well, never like skinny. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec injured Chris Pratt statue. Yeah, <laughs> with the Big Ben's walking boot. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, yeah. <laughs> I'm the walking boot, dude. Okay, back to the blue line. So we both agree that it's kind of just like a silly change. It's yeah, it's silly. I expect there it. to be actual decisive situations that matter that we know about like five this season that this even impacts. Obviously there will be more times that it's impacted that you don't like care about or notice, but like, Oh, in the replay, this would have been ruled offsides last year, but now it's not five, five times. So I, is the new rule. Your it's your leg, right? What does your, your leg have to be? You still have to be, you have to have a leg above the blue line basically instead of on it you basically be like stepping in and i don't know man I'm, I'm, i don't know how it's gonna play out i just feel like this is gonna equate to a lot of goals this year it's not gonna make a difference man i feel like it's might cause a ripple in the gambling sphere it's not gonna make a difference Dude, i feel like it's it will. more it's more awkward to have your leg off the ice than on the ice Players will always still have their leg on the ice. There will be the few times that it skitters up for a quick I feel second. like we're going to see some assholes just like sticking their leg like three feet up in the air because they don't give a fuck anymore. But you if know? anything, it's easier to hold your leg further back and stretch if it's that's on what the I, ice because the friction. That's what so I was like, thinking, that people gonna are still going to do it. It's just going to be for those reviews. it slows you down slightly as you're doing it, this isn't going to make a difference. It's going to be silly and it's going to matter in these crazy close replays. They can now decide... We don't need to worry if it's on the ice anymore. It'll speed up the process, which is great, but it's but now, not going to matter. Dude, it's going to come up this year. It always does. His foot is going to be off the ice by like three inches, four inches. It's going to be obvious it's not above the ice. 
but because we don't have the correct cameras, which I was saying should be installed, you're not going to tell if it's across the line or behind the line because the skate isn't on the ice. Yeah, no, I mean, that's always going to be a problem. And now it's, it's going to be a like severe NFL, problem because like more, more pylon. What is a catch? What you is a should catch? have a blue line pylon. Pylon? <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> if you, if you, it won't solve anything. It'll just be in the way. It'll be like phantom sticks that are in the way. <laughs> we, obviously, NHL likes to make rule changes. So do we. Last year, I am implied that we should have coaching flags to throw out the ice, which would work for the offside situation when the play has been going around for like 15 seconds yeah, after like the offside. Whip, a flag just whip it out, play yeah, stops. Yeah. Get that shit out, man. I mean, yeah, anytime a coach can throw something on the ice without being an asshole, yeah. I'm in support of that. Amen. The goalie should be allowed to do it too. So they have a flag. <laughs> I always think of, uh, I, I still can't believe goalies aren't penalized for this when they get pissed off and they like to kill a play, they'll just like knock their own net off. Like I think it's still, did it's it. delay a game unless it's, they make it look like it was unintentional. There have certainly, it's when they like back into it. Like, oh shit. I like bumped into my net. You just got to fall a little bit. But. Yeah. First off, it's not easy to knock that off. So any goalie acting like it was an accident's full of it. Not wrong. Anything else though? Yeah. Anything else in your mind? Yeah. So um, we talked, I mean, we've always loved this guy. Well, we have not actually, back it up, rewind. We have not always loved this guy. We do now. Um, Alexander Radulov. Oh yeah. Guy just excites us now. I still hate playing him, but like there's something about him, dude. He just knows how to great hockey player great hockey player he does it all right so this guy this fucking guy um he might be the most russian guy in the nhl could we agree on that easily like this guy fights bears eats raw fish like out of the pond that he catches what else does he probably do if i ask my mother a lineup of just dudes and i say which one is russian she's pointing radulov yeah she's pointing at him even if you put like some more russian guys yeah yeah okay so we can agree on that so this guy Radulov, he lost 20 million US dollars, which is 1.5 billion rubles, which just sounds way cooler. Um, because he's been continuing to deposit money into a Russian bank that lost its license. And I think this has been going on for a couple of years, is what it sounds like they're saying at this point. Um, this is a me move. Dude, this is wild. Okay. I feel like I would just be like, oh, I'm just going to de- deposit my money without like looking into it or like no one telling me anything. And I, <sighs> so that's a dude move. That's just a guy being a guy. That sucks though, man. Dude, it really sucks. So I don't think he makes that much money. I'm pulling it up right now. Like he's not. How much right, did he this make guy's been he looking at? He played. He made money in Russia before he went back to the Preds a couple of years uh, back. He's been making eight million in 2017, 18, eight the following: six point six, four point oh, four point six. So in the last four seasons, he's made thirty one million dollars. How much did he make in the KHL? He left and played some KHL years. I dude, I feel like they pay just crazy money well, in pay, KHL, yeah. especially a guy All like right, Radulov. One second, let me let me look it up. Probably a lot. <laughs> But wait, I want to remind you, I just, I just, so some quick numbers. I just said he made 31 million total in the last four NHL seasons. I want to remind you, he just lost 20 million (laughs) to this bank. Didn't lose. I'm sure he'll figure it out by suing them, the shit out of them. All right. In the KHL, when was he in the KHL? Before that 2017 season, right? No. Yeah. 
okay, 2015, 16 made 11 mil, 2014, 15 made 11 mil, eight mil, eight mil, four mil. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of sheets. That's about $40 million. I mean, we're still talking about like a stupid amount of his money. This isn't like a guy that makes 20 million in a year. Not that anyone does, but he's not making 10 million a year in the NHL. <clears throat> so the the quote that I read from his, I'm going to read it all out from his lawyers is <laughs> also feels kind of Russian. Cause I feel like we're going to talk about what this means. We tried to somehow resolve the issue to meet with these people pre-trial in the chaos. They began to run away from us. So <laughs> question, Kevin, they ran away from them. When they say we tried to meet with them, do they actually meet up with, <laughs> yeah. or try to meet? Like, let's grab dinner and let's, talk no, about no, the money you owe like, me. Like, hey, like there's like a cement plant 40 miles west <laughs> of the city. I want to meet there at 10 p.m. in the dark, no lights. They pull up two cars and it didn't go well. Like this is mafia shit. I mean, that's the only way this is going down. Well, no, now I think it's going to court. (laughs) (laughs) They also quoted, he is the first athlete to announce this problem. Others will follow him. But he has been the biggest contribution. Dude, so whose side are we on? Because it sounds like the bank didn't really do anything wrong. They were just like, oh, you're still sending us money? Oh, we won't say anything. Innocence is bliss sometimes and i think negligence is sometimes bliss <laughs> yeah. i it was negligent on both parties that's for sure i'm no lawyer but i mean if someone just hands you money dude if somebody venmoed me 20 million dollars over the next three years i'm not gonna say anything I Venmo someone $15, like the wrong person. I messaged that person daily until they blocked me. <laughs> I, I didn't forget about it. Did they send you their money back? Never. No. You mean my money? Be. It's should my be. money and I wanted it now. <laughs> like, Dude, this episode is brought to you by JG Wentworth. 877 cash now. Dude, but no. Okay, wait. I think I'm, I'm team bank. I think I'm team bank. I like Radulov and I know that he's in the right here. I know that for a fact, but if I had to choose a side to be a fan of, it's the bank that was like, Hey dude, we don't have a license. And he was like, here's my money. And they're like, all right. I feel like this is a curve your enthusiasm, enthusiasm episode. A hundred percent. Just of like, no, that's yeah. a Larry David situation. <laughs> when, wait, you know, quote, when Radulov, okay, wait. From what we can understand, the bank continued to accept deposits from Radulov's salary from the 34-year-old forward, despite the fact that its license had allegedly been lost. When Radulov attempted to withdraw, he was given the runaround. No, okay, sir, I'm sorry. We're working yeah. on it. So yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. to move some monies around and then we'll send it over to you. Um, dude, I guess like my last thought on this before we move on would be, don't you have like a money guy? Don't you have like a a professional helping you with your money or are you literally just like going onto your bank account and just doing like automatic deposit and then just set it monthly and then just never look for three years. I'm guessing it was either that or he was doing just like they kept their systems about and he could log in and just deposit money whenever he wanted. And 
I'm guessing there's a lot of people that they've been taking money from, not just him. I feel like they had the infrastructure to prove that Radulov had no idea what was happening. Dude, it's unreal. What a story. $20 well, million. Dollars. Talking about NHLers losing money, you hear about, I think it was Mark Messier. No. He like gave $500 to like a, uh, is, is Calgary or something to BC. Uh, basically, they're a, uh, a new like pot shop or like a dispensary. I think they're trying to grow a farm and start a store. There's a lot of money in that industry right now. You can, if you can invest into heavily into one, yeah, you're probably going to see some returns in your investment, but it completely collapsed. And so he didn't insure any of his like interest that he, or any of his payments on it. And he just lost out on hundreds of thousands of dollars. They just closed up shop and like, I don't think that's a big deal for him. I feel like he didn't make a whole lot of money. I feel like no players, unless they started playing like in the 2000s, like late 2000s, really made that much money. Dude, I, I think they might have made more money than you think. Like, or they have more money than you think. I'm going to look I, it up. But I guess more in the 90s. I guess if they invested properly, yes. Like you're acting like... <laughs> okay, so, okay, maybe maybe in like 80s, 90s, yeah. So I always look back at like... Uh, like players who played in like the fifties and sixties, they live in relatively like medium income neighborhoods still to this day. Like they didn't make a whole lot of money. Dude, this guy was doing just fine. He made sixty-eight million dollars. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, we'll find this, another. This guy, this guy, to, dude, but crazy. To. Guess how much? Okay, wait. We're gonna we're gonna do this before we move on. Um, in in his first year in nineteen seventy-eight, seventy-nine, how much money do you think he made? What do you think Art? his salary was? Uh, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, fifteen thousand dollars, twenty six thousand dollars. That's crazy. Like all the way up into he didn't make a million dollars until ninety one. Damn. Which what? That's dude. That's insane. So he lost a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel bad. Neither. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I feel bad. No one. Well, no, I don't feel bad. I want Radulov everyone to get money. I want the bank and Radulov to get their money. <laughs> and I want them to get their money now. Yeah. Brought to you by JG Longworth. Do you have Wait. any other big topics? What, what else? What else? Uh, dude, here? I was just checking my phone. Canada just blew out Germany 16 to 2. 16 to 2? 1 6. What? Do Wait, you I'm, I'm feel bad for Germany? I'm, I'm Do you feel checking. bad for Germany or you're like, that's <laughs> shit. You're not fucking kidding. Wait a second. Okay. Four goals in the first seven in the second, five in the third. What? Wait, that score doesn't depress me. Missing out on Kirby doc highlights. That depresses me. One, six to two. Okay, do I, your two. question was, do I feel bad for Germany? Do you feel bad for Germany? You're like, that's what you get. <laughs> no, I feel bad for Germany. I, you 16 don't. 16 to 2, I feel bad. I feel bad for Germany. 11 it's not two, worth man. winning unless you win big. Dude, holy shit. Yeah, that's ass kicking. That feels wrong. I feel more bad for them than Radulov. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Easily. Dude, what do you think that locker room was like? Silent. 
Or do you think they start listening to some like weird German yeah, dance probably. music? Yeah, they, yeah. Uh-huh. Some like techno yeah. German music. <laughs> this is the game that coach walks in. He's, you know what, boys? Just brush this one off. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't so our night. We're not mad. We just don't want to talk about it. Let's just like act like this didn't happen. Never happened. If you If you have to talk about it, then you got to punish them and you got to punish them for a while. And that's a lot of work for everyone. You can't punish a team for just not being on the same <laughs> level of your opponents. Like, you know what I mean? You, okay, wait. Do you, can you punish a team for losing 16 to two in any situation? What if that happened in the NHL? Or is it the same thing of like, you know what, boys? We're going to act like this didn't happen because if we act like it happened, we're never recovering. So we're just going to act like it didn't. Dude, I remember a crazy game. This is Briz Goloff era with the Flyers. There was a game that I think they either lost or won. The score was eight to nine. And then Briz was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Dude, that's. I, I wonder what the most goals against an NHL team is. Yeah, I can. Dude, that's, the internet's crazy. I'm guessing. I'm gonna say it's eleven or twelve. Eleven or twelve. Eleven or twelve. I'm gonna guess thirteen. All right, I'm gonna go eleven then. It's higher. What? It's sixteen. The Montreal Canadiens won 16 to three over the Quebec Bulldogs on March 3rd, 1920. Oh, fuck that shit. All right, let's wait. I'll, I'll look up them all and we'll, we'll see. Okay. Some, yeah. Some, What's the next yeah. best? Cause I don't, I don't <laughs> okay. think 1920 qualifies. Yeah. Right. Against we got the Quebec 15 Bulldogs. for the Detroit Red Wings won 15 to zero over the New York Rangers in 94. Oh, no, 40, 44. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh. Big difference. All right, here's the that, here's that here's a reasonable one. All right, no, this qualifies. Minnesota North Stars over the Winnipeg Jets in 1981. 15 to 2. Yeah. That's let's see the if there's anything in the 90s or 2000s. And what the highest? What do you think the highest for that would be? 90s 2000s. I'm still saying I'm saying 12. All right, we got 13. Flames over the Sharks February 10th, 93, 13 to 1. Flames. Was it was that the first year of the Sharks? 93? I'm not sure to be frank. I feel like I, I feel like that has to be their inaugural year. First the highest one of the two thousands. Not even showing up on page one. Is okay, here we go. Um <laughs> yeah. The Florida Panthers lost to the Capitals in 2003, 12 to 2. I got to say this. I can't stop thinking about it. I just said inaugural and I was like, oh, it's an interesting word, like in my own head. And I was, I watched some videos from time to time on YouTube and you always hear Canadians say process. It's all about the process. I like, like that. The process. I said it this weekend, like just to, see how, just to see how I felt about it. Yeah. How do you feel I about it, man? I saw Pages family members. I'm like, yeah, it's all about the process. And I like it. It's, I might continue to use it. I'll I'll use that with you. I've been saying cheers. Cheers. Yeah, that's, I always end my emails with cheers because it's like, I've uh, been just saying it. I've just been saying it in person. Cheers, bud. Cheers. Like, I'll just like, like when I'm like laying in bed and I'll like look over to my wife and be like, all right, good night. And she'll be like, good night. I'll be like, cheers. (laughs) 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 Or my, my son, when I lay him down, I say, I love you. Cheers.
mate. <laughs> all about the process. Pro- all right, pro- you got it. You have any other uh, NHL shit? I have one more thing we're going to do before we wrap up, unless you have something else. Um, well, we got something ended on, that's for sure. Yeah, what? We got something ended on, that's for sure, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll wait to that. Are you talking no. some ASMR? Yes. All right, all right. Hockey fans, I hope you know about this, but ASMR is Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And it is a relaxing, often sedative sensation that begins on the scalp. So I want you to feel your scalp and it's going to move down your body. All right. It's basically a brain massage. I think people use it to relax or fall asleep. Yeah. So we're going to help you. Okay. We're going to give you some hockey. Blackhawks. ASMR. Kirby Doc. We have nothing prepared. Kirby Doc is going to be back in three weeks. Patrick's Gaines, Patrick Kane the third is drafted number one overall 2031 NHL draft of the Chicago Blackhawks. Dave's bar down. Where they keep the peanut butter. Top shelf. Brent Sobel returns to the Blackhawks as the number one defenseman. Scores 55 goals and ends with a plus minus of 216. Sloppy backhand sauce. Kirby Doc returns in one week. Let's keep going until we can't think of any more. Sodenberg has the leadership skills of a lion. (laughs) Slater Cuckoo was a good guy. Seabrook decides he doesn't need any money anymore and puts on a tie and becomes the head coach and Jeremy Colleton becomes the assistant coach. And they share power play activities on the whiteboard. And they shoot and score. The brain cat grows three inches. And that was ASMR brought to you by Chi-Town Pucks. Jesus. I feel so relaxed, Kevin. So relaxed. I know. Even just saying it relaxes you. Dude, like, maybe we should just keep going. We could. We could probably go forever. We were doing some really good ones off the air. (laughs) (laughs) They were much better than on the air. Much (laughs) better. But I feel very good about about on the air, too. Well, if, if one comes to you, just say it. Yeah. At no, any I know. point in the future, middle conversation. If we start talking about uh, Tave's face offs, 
Yeah, no, I, I like this idea. Alexander Nylander reserve, returns in 2022 as a top forward on the Chicago Blackhawks. He's got cornrows like his brother now. And they're fucking sick. Maybe even sicker than his nice shades. He sits his brother down, has a very frank conversation with him, and his brother decides to join the Chicago Blackhawks, followed by Jonathan Tavares, followed by Mitchie Marner. And the Chicago Blackhawks win the Stanley Cup six years straight. Why are Swedish people hairless? To get to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. I think we should close it out, buddy. <laughs> Deal. Um, so we are, how many days out, Kevin? How many days out? How many days out? I'm thinking 18 or 17. We are... 18 days. Fucking rights. 18 days. 18. One eight days away from the NHL season, you guys. And this season, oh, let me tell you, it's going to be a blast. We got Tampa. We got Tampa. We got Tampa. We got Tampa. <laughs> Damn it. We're starting off with uh, four away games. Um, I mean, eight of our – no, six of our first eight games I, are away. It's I love be, away games, man. Dude, no, I – I know you I do. want yeah because I, I like it. the I like the boys together eating lunch having dinner goofing off at the rink they're like I, gonna get canceled for this but no wives no girls just hanging out canceled just with your boys the boys are gonna be traveling a lot early on this season and they're gonna they're gonna end a lot at home which is good to hear at least the the end stretch and I'm talking like the last two months is significantly home but besides the point um we have hockey in 18 days, guys, and we're fucking pumped over here. Um, we already went through this team. We think this team is more exciting than anyone is giving them credit for, including even Blackhawks fans. Um, we don't expect this to be a significantly good team, but like this should be a pretty fun team to watch. There should be opportunities to see players growing. There should be players to be excited to watch. Regardless, if we're losing 6-1. to one, There will be players on that ice that you should be excited to see how they play and where they're going to fit into the roster long term. Um, and hopefully some of the guys like Mitchell get to come in and actually play. We'll see what the season looks like. I don't see why not. I'm excited for all possibilities, man. Yeah. So why don't we close it out? We're done. We're done. We'll be back. But the Blackhawks aren't. The Blackhawks are not done. They're never done. Never done. Never. We'll be back again soon this week. Um, thank you for listening. We're super pumped for the season. We'll definitely be back as we get a little bit closer to the season to talk even more in detail about what the season's going to look like and what the roster is going to look like this year.